Welcome to another episode of Above Average, the podcast for big families. I am Lance Osborne, and I'm here with my buddy, my pal, my good friend, Bobby Earhart. Say hey, Bobby. Hey, how's it going? I hope they said okay. I hope they said great. I hope they said wonderful. Yes, all especially. Yeah, all those yeah. listeners. The yeah. Magic Twenty. Oh no, no, we're up to two hundred now. Two thousand. That's right. <laughs> It'll be twenty thousand next week. Yep. <laughs> hey, but uh, thank you, thank you for listening. If you are tuning in, hitting play on your iPhone, whatever. If you're listening to us, uh, thank you so much. We really enjoy doing what we're doing right now. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy what we're doing, especially on today's show. Yeah, uh, it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. There's a lot going on. And, you know, life with a big family, Bobby, you know this, I know this. It's just busy. There's stuff going on. And oh, especially man. the last couple of days up here in Kentucky have been wonderful. We're getting a taste of spring. How about you guys down there? Uh, yes, and I think we're in for... A- probably our best days over the weekend hopefully we've had some rainiest but from a stand standpoint of temperature it's been above 50 and it hadn't been there for a while so we're it's time to celebrate that yeah yeah yes yeah yesterday was the prettiest day that we've had literally in months and i don't live in a massive neighborhood but i believe that every single kid from our neighborhood we've got like 40 houses in our subdivision no was in my backyard oh nice that's even better We've got a trampoline and a caveat. My wife is a medical professional and does not approve the use of trampolines, but we have one (laughs) in our backyard. And that thing is a kid magnet. It it just, yeah, that's a song. Well, chick magnet, chick magnet, uh, name of the band. Who was it? Uh, uh, MXPX. Boom. No, Um, no, that's it. That's it. I was thinking maybe they covered it, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I almost said UB40. I knew it had some letters and stuff. Tweet in us. It. If you know, tweet us right now. <laughs> if it's not MXPX, let us know. Aboveaverageshow.com. You can hit up Bobby on Twitter. He's at Bearheart, which is not the way it. it sounds. No, but you might need to change your handle to Bearheart if it's not already taken. <laughs> like <laughs> B-E-A-R-H-E-A-R-T? Yeah. It's like That's wonderful. It's like, It's like William Wallace's lost son or something or lost cousin instead of Braveheart. It's Bearheart. (laughs) I am Bearheart. (laughs) But yeah, hit Bobby up on Twitter. You can hit me, Lance, up on Twitter. Um, My Twitter handle over there is at Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N-E. What an interesting way to start this show. I like it. Went from weather to this. But the reason that we're talking about the weather. Bobby, you want to intro today's topic? Yes. uh, It's getting warmer. And it's time to go outside, people. That's what I think. What do you think? I concur. Yeah, Again. winter winter has been a long and and at times dreary, oh, kind of just, I don't know, it wears on you. It gets in your bones and you're just ready to just, I don't know, explode at times. And now it's time. Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Long, cold, lonely Here comes winter. the sun. Here comes the sun. I, I say it's it. all right. See, you need, right now, we need that song to drop in the moment. We'll get better at that. Maybe it'll drop in in the edit. Maybe it will. That'd be awesome. Okay, we'll see what we can do. I like to pretend like we're live. That's fun for me. We should try that sometime. Well, maybe. Maybe maybe when we get our 21st listener. So, back to the topic at hand. Yes. So, we're, we're coming out of winter and heading into spring, and... 
we're getting excited. Uh, and it's, it's great for families uh, of the above average size. It's great for the parents to say, hey, we're not cooped up in these walls anymore. We don't have to spread our germs <laughs> to each other over and over and over <laughs> again and go to the doctor 800 times um, anymore. Let's go outside. And that's what we're talking about today. That's just a reminder to me that that's a really depressing show topic that we should cover sometime. Uh, and we can get Sarah. Sarah can hop on here. My pediatrician friend. We can get him on here. We can talk about the sickness thing. That's super depressing, though. But uh, it, it's, yeah, it's probably but good. Practical, probably some good advice there as far as one kid spreads it to three kids. And what do you do? How do you manage that? It's yeah, going to be a hand washing show. That's all they <laughs> ever tell you. Wash your hands. Yep. Yep. I know. Hey, but enough of that. Let's get into the happier stuff because with it being warmer, with it being nicer, we're getting outside. We're getting away from the germs. We're getting away from all that stuff. And whether it's just the kids, you know, like in our case, we've got a trampoline, a little bit of a play set in the backyard. Um, just the past couple of days, they've been in the zone on that kind of thing. And it's been wonderful kicking them outside. The house stays a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer. Uh, they're a little bit more worn out by the time they go to bed. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. But uh, so that's got a tremendous amount of value. There's no question about it. But today we want to talk about with the spring season upon us, summer won't be too far behind, uh, getting the kids out, getting them into kind of organized activities. So extracurricular activities, sports. Uh, we might be talking about soccer, t-ball, swimming, uh, day camps, that kind of thing. Marching band. Yeah. Go bandies. That was Absolutely. one of them. Oh, oh, bandies. I thought you said bandies. Yeah, I thought you said bandy. Hey, I, they've got a good marching band. I'm sure. I, I'm guessing they've got a great marching band. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. But today we're going to talk about that because it, I think it's something that inevitably will hit the above average family just based on the law of numbers, right? You, If you've just got one kid, maybe that kid is a bookworm. Maybe not, but maybe it's just something where they never... Uh, they never feel the need to to branch out, maybe until they're older, but they don't do the T-ball. They don't do that, the organized stuff as much. But man, if you've got a bunch of kids, chances are you're going to have a sports nut in there. You're going to have that music nut who is just dying to go out and you know blow his horn, whatever, all that stuff. Th that's what the, the spring and summer is for. It's just beckoning those kids outside. You know what I mean, Bobby? Yes, totally agree. And some of the, you know, if you if if you got a bookworm, they can go read outside now. <laughs> um, you know, and it, certain seasons are going to lend to different personalities and big families. Uh, you've got probably every personality. You know, it's likely that there's uh, the musically inclined kid, and then there's the super athletic kid, and then there's a few that are somewhere in the middle. And and uh, I, I know by just thinking of my own children how their personalities vary and are different. And I think. Uh, bringing the spring uh, in the summer and getting them outside kind of allows those personalities. And I think we'll get into that to kind of manifest themselves in different ways. Yeah. So that is the general idea for today's show topic. We want to talk about some of these extracurricular activities, whether it's sports or, you know, any of these, these other uh, elements that we've talked about. Um, we want to go through those. We want to talk about some of the benefits, some of the pros and cons and um, especially because it's very likely we're talking to parents of above average families. Uh, what are some of the challenges that we've got to deal with and how do we deal with those? You know, what are some best practices in, in handling those? So anyway, this is just coming from Bobby's personal experience and my personal experience. Here's what we've gone through. 
Um, but let's let's kick off with the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the first ones, Bobby, that I'll throw out there is just the social interaction. Yeah, it's one thing when you've got your classmates, when you're hanging out with your buddies, or when you're hanging out with your neighborhood kids. Uh, all that stuff is great, but it's so important, and I think really beneficial to have that element of diversity, so that it's not just the same kids that you're seeing for those nine months during the school year. Or it's not the same kids that, you know, have always been next door and will always be next door. You know, you're really branching out a little bit, usually when you move into sports or when you move into some of these other organized activities. For instance, I played baseball for nine years. Uh, I started playing peewee baseball when I was in kindergarten and I played through uh, a year, maybe two years of Babe Ruth as I got a little bit older. And it was awesome. I had a blast with it. But more important than the athletic approach, which we'll dig into some of that too. Bobby, you've got even more experience with that part of it, the athletic side. Uh, the social interaction, getting to know those guys, getting to know your teammates and developing friendships uh, with kids from other schools or from other parts of town or whatever it might be. Just that we always talk about diversity uh, in the corporate world or diversity in you know stats or whatever, and it's usually ace, uh, age, race, uh, ethnicity, any of that stuff. I'm just talking about a kid from another neighborhood that you otherwise may not have met. Just having those different elements of those social interaction outside of school and even outside of your own family. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to, what you just said there, outside of your own family, when you were talking about getting them out, you know, getting them outside and social interaction with other other kids or in, in school and such. If you think about being cooped up in the winter uh, or you know, being inside. You, you, one, you have a, you have a big family, right? You're above average, and honestly, you have. We've talked about this in another episode, I think. But you've got a built-in support group. You've got a built-in friendship. You, you, you don't have time to necessarily not have friends because your siblings can be your friends. But when you get outside, they get to expand their horizons a little bit. You know, one kid may may be friends with the neighbor across the street and then maybe your little girl, there's a little, another little girl that's down the street. And those our kids are going to get to develop that, that those different types of, uh, uh, their personalities will develop and manifest themselves when they're not always hanging out together as a family. That's going to happen no matter what naturally, because they all got to come back to the one roof. Everybody's going to bed and mom and dad are keeping that, that, uh, wheel turning but getting them out and having them socially interact with different kids and even each kid having its own, you know, he or she's own interaction with other kids. I think it's cool just to see how those personalities will begin to manifest themselves outside. Great point. That's a great point. You had another point that you wanted to hit on. And I thought this one was super interesting talking about the family and what the family is already doing and how these extra activities can link into that. Right. Exactly. I was thinking that as a, as a father, you're always trying to form your children in some way, shape or form, trying to make them good citizens in the world or whatever, uh, in whatever fashion, you know, you're doing that, getting them outside and interacting with other families and other kids is their gymnasium to exercise those things that you're teaching them, if you will. It's the way that they're going to practice what you've tried to preach, if you will. Um, you've taught them, try to teach them manners. And and it's easy for them to cut up and not use their manners in, in a family, you know, help, you know, safe environment. And a lot of times as a parent, as a dad, I'll, I'll let some of those things fly. But when there's a guest over or when we're going out to eat, I want to see that stuff really take hold and then practice those things. And so now the kids... 
they may not even be with you. They may be invited to a birthday party that's down the street or can I go to little Johnny's soccer game and you say yes because you know, you're close enough to the parents to let it happen. Well, they've got to like start to practice that stuff, you know, um, and it, it manners and patience and all the things you're trying to coach them through, uh, all those like human values, human traits and characteristics, they get to practice. And it's good if you get to, you know, as a parent, you'll probably get feedback <laughs> from the other parents. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say to even take that a step further, yeah, and this will not be a show that is full of sports metaphors because I'm not one of those guys. Bobby, you can drop in your sports metaphors if you want to. Uh, I'll try not to drop too many because that's, I think, in those, that's where my brain is. But yeah, keep going. But I will say in the sports world, linking it to the camaraderie that you that you have, that you create, that you develop with your teammates, also you know, manners or patience, those those key things that your family is teaching the, teaching you that you as the parent are you're trying to uh, ingrain into your children there are other benefits that come from just the sports stuff and I, I would say even you know the marching bands and that kind of thing they've got these elements too practice 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 so that you can succeed mm-hmm. you know that that's the sports world that's whatever um, the camaraderie that you that you start developing within your within your team, with your teammates, with the people that are side by side, learning how to work with those folks on and off the field, man, later on that pays so many dividends when you're in the classroom or when you're in the office place or whatever. But kind of like what we've talked about with, with other, uh, there was another show that we've done where we talked about the value of just a bunch of siblings around and what you gain as a younger child, developing that with your fellow siblings, patience, sharing, all that. You're getting to do that in a different way, in a different sect with these, these, uh, with your teammates in sports and, and stuff like that. So the element of teamwork, uh, you learn how to be a gracious winner and not a sore loser. Yeah. And you learn that in a very real way, a very literal way, instead of just shooting marbles with your brother in the backyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just said that like that was something from <laughs> my childhood. Yeah, um, you, you the do, little you rascals. Do. Let me, let me go back a little bit. You know what? I I think it's a really weird example, but it makes me kind of want to go shoot marbles, honestly, right now. Can you drive? So I'll I'll see you guys. You're only two hours away. Come on up. We'll finish the podcast then. You have a good sack of marbles, like a good bag of them. (laughs) Give me two hours, and I will find one. (laughs) Awesome. But yeah, yeah, I I just think that you learn again how to be that gracious winner. Um, man, there's so many kids out there that just don't know how to lose with mm-hmm. grace or how to win with grace. So they mm-hmm. either whine about it if they lose or they rub it in your face if they win. Yeah. But I, I think that organized stuff anyway. So it's just another uh, huge benefit to these organized activities. Let me talk about another one real quick, dude, killing energy, burning energy, busting it. You know, I've yes. already talked about my younger kids. Now keep in mind my oldest is seven and then they they scale down from there. If we're talking to our audience, Bobby, and they've got ten year a, a ten year old, they've got an eighteen year old, they've got all this this larger range. Um, it, probably just going out and jumping on the trampoline for twenty minutes will not wear out their sixteen year old. But I bet baseball practice a few times a week probably will in the game and and not just the physical energy, but also the mental energy, giving them something to focus on and drive the lane in that aspect, as opposed to something that may not be as productive. No, absolutely. 
Uh, I, and I, I kind of want to bring burning energy is huge. I mean, and I want to. I think the little the sub talk topic for this part of the show could be parents' sanity. Because <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, they're going outside. They're not bouncing off your walls. They're not getting into your cabinets. They're not as Catherine used today. And, and I'm going to say this in a very lighthearted way because it it's it's just awesome. She called today and she was like. Uh, a, a friend uh, across the street asked if Ava, my daughter, could go to uh, their daughter's little music recital or something tonight. So, and I, she, Catherine was calling me, my wife, and she was telling me, yeah, so Ava's going with so-and-so to, to go to her thing. So, we, and she joking, she said it as a joke, and, uh, but she said, that's, isn't, it, isn't that awesome? That's one less whiny kid that's going to say they're bored and hungry all the time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's perfect for the show tonight because that's a, kind of the culmination of winter. Can you guys feel me out there? I feel like they're all talking back to me right now. They can feel that, right? We're um, seeing the nodding heads right now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, the last thing here, you know, burn, energy burns awesome, you know, to, to kind of close that. But the last thing I want to, I want to bring it back around to this idea of a big family and what this outside thing can bring. And, and in my brain, it is inside the home and inside the family, you kind of have your natural place. I mean, you have your chronological order. You know, I'm the third kid. You know, I'm the three-year-old or whatever. And you get treated as such. It, and it's natural and it's normal and you can't necessarily combat that. But getting them outside, and, and I feel like this is where you, you and I are we're talking about all these things and trying to add value to these things and just bring light to some of the, 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 uh, the um, I don't know, the, the, the things that are happening outside, is that each of those kids, they leave their place in the family, right, it, 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 at a level that they can. I'm no, I'm when I when I was I was the fifth kid, right? But when I was outside playing with my friends in the summer or doing extra extracurricular activities, whether it be sports or whatever, I wasn't the fifth kid anymore. And I got to like be and manifest and, and drive my my personality and and that's where I really got formed outside. And yes, I got to use all those traits. So anyway, I, I'm rambling, but I want to just make sure that we're that the listeners understand that we're bringing this around to the idea that yeah, you've got a big family. You got four plus kids. When you start allowing those kids to do different things, then then that's you know that happens, and they, then they all they bring all that back in, you know. And then there's still I'm the fifth kid when I come back, but I'm all I'm the fifth kid, and I've got some experience now outside, you know. And so that kind of starts to build and push, just growth in different ways and, and maturity and sure. things like that. Sure, no, that make, man, does all me, that make that, sense? Absolutely. To me, you weren't rambling on that at all. I okay, thought you yeah. were bringing up a really really crucial point uh because if we're talking about other activities that maybe aren't sports you've got johnny on stage and he's the star of the play or you've got somebody else and they had a solo during the the concert or whatever yeah. it is right or you know um you had Susie hit a home run awesome great all those things but i really like what you said because instead of all those examples that i just threw out there where it's like oh mom and dad are paying attention to me this is great you're talking about in your specific examples, you weren't the fifth kid just hanging out with your buddies, just doing whatever. It might've just been practice where you're just pitching the ball back and forth or whatever, right? You're just working on your dribbling. That to me has as much value as kind of the mom and dad going, Hey, way to go. We're proud of you, son. You developing that 
that character on your own. Yeah. There's a lot of value there too. So anyway, I'm glad you didn't you didn't just wash over that. That's a good. And it, great it pushes and it changes the family dynamic. They go out, they come back. They go out, they come back. You know, they're five, they're seven, they're ten, and when they come back with these different personality traits or these different abilities that they've kind of been able to test in other groups and social interactions, being outside, if you will, uh, you come. They come back and they're sort of a different kid. You know, they've changed as part of growing up. A great example I'm thinking of, and I'm creating this example in my head, but I know it's probably existed. You know, you're the fifth, you're the third or your fourth kid, and your brothers and sisters will make fun of you for this or that. They'll tease you because you peed in your bed till you were four or whatever it was, and then all of a sudden you're the lead part in a play at school, and the family all has to go because mom and dad makes everybody go to the play, and that fourth kid or whoever you know that that kid is blows it out of the water. I didn't know he could sing. I didn't know he could act. And now, you know, that changes the dynamic of your family. So, you know, I think it's a, that's just another point to, to be made there. And, you know, you, you gain different respect from your siblings and all those things when you start to develop those personality traits and those um, uh, abilities, if you will. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. So now that we've walked through a lot of the pros, and by the way, we wanted to do that first, because before we talk about some of these challenges, we wanted to lay the foundation of, hey, these are all good things. It's good to be active. It's good to get outside the house. It's good to get involved with other people that you may not have otherwise gotten involved with. All those are killer things. But let's talk about some of the challenges that we face. And whereas all those other benefits are great for anybody, even if you've just got one kid, it's still great that he learns the value of teamwork, right? He may not bring that back to his other siblings and share with them and teach with them and everything, but he's still learning it. So that benefit has not gone away. But I think some of the challenges that the big family, the above average family faces, they're pretty unique because if you've just got one or two kids, you're a lot more flexible in your schedule. Mom and dad can kind of split up. You can do the tag team thing. Mom goes to, to the son's practice and dad goes to the daughter's practice and you can make that happen. Mm -hmm. What happens though when you've got five kids? What happens when you've got 10 kids? You know, all those examples that we're constantly throwing out there. What are those challenges? And well, so Bobby yeah. and I, we've come up with a couple and we just wanted to talk through those. We don't have any easy answers. We've got maybe some, some coping mechanisms, some techniques on how to maybe make it a little bit easier. But I think it's important that we just say, look, we're not going to be able to do every single thing we want every single time for every single kid. We do have to say that from the get-go, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you brought up a, one of the biggest points already, and, and that could be, is it splitting up mom and dad? Uh, and I don't mean splitting, you know what I mean by splitting up. Yeah. One's going one direction, one's going the other. And is that, is that a good thing? I don't know. You know, it, it, it stinks when you're the dad and you can't go watch your daughter's game because you, you're excited to watch your son's game, but you're missing your daughter's game. And you know, th th those are challenges. Those are things to think about. So this could be the the beat. Let's get real part of the show. And and like you said, we can't do it all all the time. Um, you know, so it, I, I, you mentioned that kind of in, in opening this this little part of the show is that parents going in two different directions. Think about that. That that may be very real, and it very well may happen. And you're only two, and when you've got five, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, and it's very yeah. possible if you've got multiple practices or multiple events, let's say. So whether it's a practice, a game, a performance, a rehearsal, any of that stuff, if you've got that many things going on, it's very possible that you end up 
mom goes to point A, dad goes to point B, and you've still got point C that you have to take care of for another kid. Yeah. And, you know, at some point your rope is only so long. You can't, you can't make all this stuff happen. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's, it's worth it to try. So we'll talk about, you know, just the value uh, of the whole, the whole scope. We'll, we'll kind of close with that. But right now we do want to talk about some of these challenges. So splitting up, even if you are doing that and that does work, that can't work for forever. Maybe it can work for a season. And maybe that's just something where you say, Hey, we're going to try this out and um, we're going to make it work for kid A and kid B because they're the oldest or because they got the best grades or you find something that works for them, right? That kind of honors the balance of the entire family or the commitment that they've got that maybe you've got a kid that has earned uh, to be able to go play t-ball. So you got to pay the $45 registration fee and yeah, they get the t-shirt and they get all that happy stuff with it too, but you still got to spend the 45 bucks. You've got to, you've got to make the meats, you've got to do all that. Mm -hmm. And still, if you've got a bunch of extra kids running around with you, you're probably taking a kid with you that doesn't necessarily want to go. They would maybe rather just jump on the trampoline at home and they're totally cool with that. But they can't because you can't leave them at home alone. And then the one, yeah, we experience that all the time, yeah. you know. And so, I, I, you know, one thing to mention, if you are about to enter that phase where uh, so-and-so is playing and, so and you know, your other child's playing and, you know, you've got to go different directions, uh, I think some things to consider would be if that has to happen, it has to happen. Uh, if there's A and B, then maybe switch next week. You go B, you go A. Make sure the kids are getting both mom and dad, maybe at different times. And, and that's something that we've had to deal with a little bit. Some parents, I'm just thinking, may just be getting to this phase or they're kind of like us where all of their kids are kind of younger, even though we're, my kids are jumping into soccer and stuff pretty early. Um, if you're out there, you're listening, and you're about to do that, let dad go with so-and-so one week and then the other person the next and switch. That's one good way to do it. And if you have to have an option C, like you mentioned, where, hey, we're only two people, how do we go three directions, then maybe pull a good friend on, on the other team to take the other kid uh, to at least make it happen. If that's your goal is to make it happen, to allow all three to play, then that's a way to do it. You know, that's just, I don't know that it's a good thing, but it's a thing and it's a way to accomplish it. Right. Right. And again, uh, I've gotten into this, this thing in, for me anyway, Bobby, I don't know about you, but where I'm looking at different seasons of life, so mm -hmm. it's crazy right now with a bunch of younger kids and dealing with diapers and bottles and blah, 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 blah. So for me, it's been a season, right? But that's almost mm -hmm. the metaphor compared to the sports season. It is just a season. Your kid probably is not playing t-ball 12 months out of the year. You know, it is just a season. So can you make this happen for this season? And you can probably truck on through and see what you can learn, see what works, see what doesn't earlier on as some of your older kids start to kind of age up into this if you do have a younger family and that's that's the situation that my family would be in so we've got a seven-year-old four-year-old and a three-year-old seven-year-old is not quite interested in sports yet we might try piano lessons we're just trying to let her figure out what she wants to be what she wants to do right now she's a voracious reader so right now instead of riding her bike around the neighborhood she wants to sit down with her kindle and tear through some books and it's awesome it's great awesome. I, I got to give her kudos for that, but I do yeah. want to make sure that she's able to explore some of these other things that we've talked about. That being sure. said, with our four-year-old and our three-year-old, my mom just pointed out in the paper the other day that the uh, the local county parks department or city parks department, I think, has a three- and four-year-old t-ball league. 
fun. And I think it's it's really casual. It's fun. Uh, it's certainly not competitive at that age anyway. But what I love except is for that the four year old, my three year old. Let's see. We'll have to we'll have to see. That's normally I'll the, definitely have normally where the parents are more competitive than the kids. Man, I'm gonna have my camera ready and throw those parents up on YouTube if they start slamming each other to the ground. It's gonna be great. But no, what we love about this, and this is this is another thing to consider. Um, if your kids are really close in age, which I would say is very likely in a lot of cases, our three year old and our four year old, for this outing anyway, they'd be able to play in the same league. And we're going to try to shape it so that, of course, they're on the same team so that we go to one practice, kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? I think yeah. that might get the job done, again, for this season. I think that's something that would work for us. Now, you guys, y'all been doing soccer for a few years, right? I know Ava started it when she was younger. Are Lucas and Noah both doing it, both of your younger boys? Yeah, they are. And it's funny. I wish they were a little, just from that point that you just made, I wish that Noah or Lucas wish they were a little closer because Noah with having an older brother, his ability is way more developed at his age than Lucas's was. And so he's kind of close to be able to play with Lucas, but not quite there. In fact, he comes to Lucas's practice and oftentimes is better than some of the other kids on his team. You know, hope no one, hope none of those parents are listening. Um, now, and, and he does a good job really. And so, but it's just not quite good enough for them to be on the same team. Yeah. Uh, so that brings up a point that I wanted to ask you though. And you and I have talked about this just privately, just in the matter of, you know, kind of dad to dad talk. Mm -hmm. Does it pull away from family time when you're doing this? Because if you, let's say you've got a men's group that you go to and your wife has something that she's got going on with her ladies and maybe one of you has to work at night, whether it's, you know, you're taking home. Uh, work from the office or she's actually got to go in because she works at the hospital. She works nights every now and then you do that. And then on top of that, you add in soccer games or piano recitals or whatever. What has that looked like for you guys specifically? And how have you, how have you dealt with it? Yeah, no, things get crazy. The family time crunch. You know, we talked about all the benefits of getting them outside and extra extracurricular activities, but this is the, the reality of it. it. It gets crazy. Um, Noah has practice on Tuesdays. Lucas has practice on Thursdays. They both have games on Saturdays. The games are at different times. Luckily, they're at the same field, so you know we can we can hang at one place, and that's a good thing. I know families that have some kids that are at different fields at different times, and that's wow. that's a challenge. So yeah, no, that's a very real concern um, as far as how to get through it. What do we do? We just we just fight the good fight man we live in the we live in the trenches and do the battling and we know it's worth it to us because our kids really enjoy it i mean the boys have been talking about soccer for months uh and that's cool to me because that's my that's my thing right that's my that's what i love um that's you know i grew up with that um but yeah you bring up a great point it's hard like we don't have dinners on those nights like around the table um those are on the go. They're picnic dinners, if you know, and every once in a while we'll splurge and get cheeseburgers or something at a, <laughs> you know, at some restaurant on the way, and they love that. But yeah, it, it's a big challenge. But for you guys, the good still outweighs the bad. Yeah, for for, for now, yeah. I mean, and and maybe it's funny yeah, as you bring it up. I'm thinking real time here. That's kind of how I was raised, so I'm kind of well. This is what we do. This is how we do it. But you know, um, 
but I'm also now it's, it's something to consider, you know, when you're thinking about these things, uh, you know, what maybe an alternative to sports and stuff, if this isn't ringing that bell for you would be, you've got a big family. You can do it in your backyard. You can do these things. Like you said, all the neighborhood kids are at your house. All that stuff can happen in big families at home too. I, I know some bigger families uh, where cost is just prohibitive, or maybe the the size of their family is prohibitive, and they and I would imagine that 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 scales. And I know it did for me when I was playing sure. baseball. That instead of it being you know the forty five dollar registration fee, and you get the t shirt and you get the little itty bitty trophy at age seven. Well, when you're 15 when you're 18 mm-hmm. when you're at that level where maybe you're trying you're vying for a college scholarship mm-hmm. or you're at that point where you've got invested in a little bit and maybe that means travel ball mm-hmm. which is a completely different world i'm not sure that that would ever make sense for the typical big family if you've got to a, make yeah, that happen, I mean, but who knows who knows if your kid's that talented and there's there's some writing on the wall. You, you never know. You know, I mean, that, that that's coming from a sport mind. You know, if you wanted to relate it to a musical mind and, and say, you know, this kid is, you know, has a, has a chance to really go to some crazy awesome music school or whatever that's going to cost a fortune, but he's that good, you know, or something like that. I mean, it can relate in whatever right. whatever activity we're talking about, you know. Right, right. Well, at that point, I think that gets probably out of the scope of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Because then instead of you going, oh, I've got to pay another registration fee and I've got to split the family apart for these next eight weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you're going, okay, well, let me invest in this so that I don't have to pay $100,000 in college tuition yeah. for this kid. But it brings it. You know, if he's probably going to get a full ride, and hmm, that might make sense. It might make sense, but it, it, you got to think about it too. And we, I almost feel like we could talk on, we'd go on and on about this and we don't have time, but right. what does it look like when one kid is so good that it's depleting and draining the budget for all extracurricular activities? I know a family, wow. I know a family who's, who their, one of their kids was so good at hockey um, that the parents did want to support it and they did want to, uh, to try to bring him along, but it was almost like depleting any kind of budget for any of the other kids to play. Cause they, it was like, well, how does that do? What does that do to your dynamic? Um, do you make the call to where you're like, you know what word, we know you're good, but we can't afford to just pay for you and not pay for these guys. You know, we did that for you when you were their age or, you know, so-and-so may never go to college on a scholarship, but she loves what she does here and we've got to give her some of those resources. And that's a big challenge, you know, and then I bet we could probably bring on a guest <laughs> to kind of give us what that really looks like and how that works. You know, um, that's, it's interesting. It's interesting right. you know, thought. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of saying, Oh, it's not fair. And talking about fairness in the sense that I, I don't know, you're trying to pat everybody on the back at the same time, equally and all that stuff. However, there is a certain element of fairness when it comes down to, well, when you were five, you got to do this. And now we've got another five-year-old and they would like to do this and you can't stop them from doing that. That, I guess, balance for me would be the better word to use there. You've got to, you've got to maintain that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't let one, one kid rock the boat, yeah. you know? Um, so I think we've done a good job of of walking through some of these challenges while at the same time incorporating some solutions and some walkthroughs. Uh, but specifically, maybe we've got some 
I said earlier, coping mechanisms. We've got some some techniques to help you deal with this stuff. Bobby, you had a good one. You wanna you wanna lead with that first one? Right. I was thinking, you know, if you have to for a time, especially when your kids are younger, you you know, you don't have to do gymnastics and soccer. You know, it may, they may want to. Um, but just pick one for a season and then pick another, another season, uh, you know, just because they want to do it or because their friends are, are doing multiple things, you're a big family and you've got to consider that, you know, Billy, Johnny, Susie, and Tommy all want to do something. Well, then if they can't really do it all at the same time. So that, that's, that's where that came from. Just maybe pick one, switch it for the next season, switch it for the next year see how how it uh, plays out with the family and see what kind of challenges it brought about and then decide if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that plays very nicely back into the balance that, that we were talking about earlier. Um, and one, and I'm reading my note here and thinking about it in context of all the other stuff that we've talked about. And I said, just decide it's worth it. You've you've only got it for the spring, only got it for the summer, only for the fall. Let's Let's focus on this season and then we'll regroup and reevaluate this season is over with we'll say was it a natural was it a net win for the family for us to do this because if it was constantly a strain whether on the budget on the natural family balance um, splitting up the parents didn't work because Johnny really misses his mama even though he had to go with daddy most of the time whatever it is you can reevaluate that after this season and so just take it one step at a time but for now if you really want to go for it go for it don't have any regrets. Just decide that it's worth it and keep on keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an internal example of, you know, our, our oldest, uh, a few years ago, we, we let her play soccer and she, it just never took. And, and we, that was a season and it worked well. We realized that the, that what her pushing her to go to practices and go to games and things like that were not, it was not worth the money that we paid for her to go. And, and we straight up asked, do you want to do this? And she said, no. And so we made the decision to, that didn't happen for another, you know, that didn't happen again, you know? Um, so yeah, point taken there. Cool. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and bring this one in. So let's go ahead and bring this one in for a landing. Ultimately, I would say whatever you're doing, even if you do just try it for one season, find the value in what you're doing. And chances are, if you do just do it for one season, so in your case where Ava played soccer for one season, she didn't gain all the skills that she would need to go pro later on in life. She didn't gain muscle mass. She didn't gain specific technique or any of that stuff. But she probably got value in some of the other elements that we were talking about, teamwork, camaraderie. But yeah, just exploring and trying new things, getting out there, trying something, and realizing that you don't like it, to me, is almost as valuable as realizing that you do like it. Absolutely. I was going to say that. That that was the value that we got, that she got out of it. She knew it wasn't something she wanted to do. Um, now, daddy may push her one more time <laughs> to see if she'll try soccer again. Because <laughs> it is soccer. It soccer. is Bobby's kid. She's so fast. Man, she's running around outside. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, yeah. So even though we innately see that value and we know that they're getting that value, I think it's also our role as parents to say, hey, even though this didn't work out for you and you're not a soccer freak now or you're not a marching band freak or whatever it is, there was still the benefit. So point out that benefit, point out that value for the kid. And maybe it doesn't make as much sense to do it kind of holistically and broadly and long term for your four year old as it would your 12 year old. 
but you can still share, hey man, that wasn't great. All right. It wasn't a great, even though you're not going to do it anymore, you still tried. You still had fun. Mm -hmm. You got to learn some of the basics. And now now you can run out and do a pickup soccer game. You can do that for the rest of your life because of what you learned over the past X number of weeks playing this for one season. Wasn't that cool? Just sharing some of that value, finding some of the value, first of all, but then sharing it with that kid. I, I think that's important. Absolutely. And Ava also, you know, using that example, she wanted to quit halfway through the season and we didn't let her. We made her stick right it out. Yeah. And she did when she'd come off the field because there were she needed, you know, substitution or whatever. She wanted to go play in the daisies or, you know, wine and hear Catherine's laps or whatever. Say, no, you got you know, you gotta be here for your team. You know, so those were little values that, you know, granted, man, she was she was four or something. So I don't know, but use those examples, you know, use those opportunities is, is is the way that we that we that we saw it, if you will. Right, right. Perseverance. Mm -hmm. I think that's tremendous to teach at that age. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And another thing we wanted to say here as part of the closing is also let's not forget, we've been talking about the benefits of spring and summer and getting the families outside and, you know, what it, what large families have of challenges, just to summarize everything. Let's also not forget the balance that you've worked so hard to, to get with your family Maybe you've used the winter time, the inside time to kind of regroup, reset, start reforming some of the manners or some of these values or these virtues that your kids need to have to be good, upstanding citizens in our culture, whether that be patience or whatever. Don't let those all slip away. All the work that you've done over the course of a winter or this inside time you know, if it's, if bedtime is needs to be a certain time so that your kids function in the morning for school, you know, because there is some school that overlaps into the spring and stuff, yet the time changes and it's, you know, still light out at eight o'clock. It's still bedtime at seven. You know, those are things that are, that you can't just let go completely, which I'm guilty of oftentimes as, because I've mentioned it earlier. And, uh, and when it, when the weather gets good, it's like, go outside, leave, you know, not, not leave us alone, but go outside. Sometimes maybe it is leave us alone. <laughs> but, uh, and then I forget real easily because I'm like, oh, I don't want to do the bedtime marathon and it's still light outside. Nah, let's just let them stay up till nine. And that's probably not the good call. So point being, maintain your balance, bring it all back. Don't let everything go you know, keep your disciplines that you've worked on and keep working on them through, through those warming spring and summer times. Right on, right on. Great points, Bobby. Hey folks, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. If you've got anything to add to this discussion, we'd love to hear it. If you've got a show topic for a future show, we'd love to hear it. If you've got a guest suggestion, if you've got qualms with Bobby's hairstyle yeah. tonight, Ooh. which fortunately you can't see, but I can. Yeah, let's. Uh, if you've got any of that stuff, I need to know if they're ever watching, man. I'm going to have to know that. You know? <laughs> this has actually been a video show all along, Bobby. You just didn't know. I mean. But anyway, if you do have any comments, uh, questions, if you've got anything to add, we would love to hear from you. Uh, it's one thing for Bobby and I to just sit here and kind of pontificate and discuss on all this stuff back and forth. But for you folks who are out there listening, we would love to hear your side of it. So again, whether it's just a, hey, man, I agree with everything that you said, which I highly doubt. Or if you were like, hey, that was great, but what about this point right here? Or, 
hey, you totally missed this element. Mm -hmm. You forgot you forgot this or here's a great example. Absolutely. Right, right. Especially when we're sometimes maybe out of our uh, I would say for me out of my comfort zone, I'm talking about sports stuff. I haven't done it so long. I kind of am out of my comfort zone. Fortunately, Bobby's not. But if we ever get in the zone where Bobby and I are talking about something where it makes sense in our realm, in our world right now, but maybe you're looking at it from a different perspective. Maybe you're somebody who has six, seven kids, but they're all grown at this point and you've got something that you could add. We would love to hear from you. Anyway, yes, yes. Um, I, I can't say it enough. Feedback would be a lot of fun. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, over at aboveaverageshow.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, like we said, at Osborne is mine, at B Earhart is Bobby's over there. And I think that's it, um, you know, as far as contacting us. Uh, however, I will say, if you do like it and you just don't want to holler back at us for any reason, you can please let us know over at iTunes. Leave us a rating, leave us a ranking, leave us a comment, a review, any of that stuff over there. Uh, just pop something in. It doesn't take a lot uh, for iTunes to notice, hey, this show has a little bit of momentum. This is helping out some people. And before long, iTunes can kind of pop it in what they call their new and noteworthy category. And Bobby and I would love to take Above Average Show in that direction so that maybe a new audience can hear what we're saying, what we're talking about. Again, but please only do that if that adds value to your life. If it doesn't, please let us know. And uh, Bobby and I will try to cover some other topics that maybe would be more helpful for that broader audience. So anyway. All that stuff, we would really appreciate it, either your feedback or your reviews. Also, if you do like it and you don't want to do the reviews or any of that stuff, just tell a friend. Let them know. Check out AboveAverageShow.com or, again, search iTunes or any favorite podcast outlet for Above Average. But anyway, uh, Bobby, any other thoughts? Any other Anything else you need to add to the conversation? Oh, man, I think we're good. I think we covered... Uh more than we set out to and there's still plenty to talk about we got to call it sometime that's right that's right and we'll be back with another excellent episode hopefully excellent episode of above average next week thanks for listening and thank you for being above average thanks guys